Praise the Lord. Let's all stand. So good to see everyone in the house of God this, mo- this evening. This morning in Japan, maybe. <laughs> Amen. Good to see you this evening. Uh, let's lift our hearts and our hands and our voices unto the Lord our God this evening. And let's pray that God would work wondrously here. That He would have free reign in this place. This is His service. And we are His people. This is His church. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank You for this opportunity this evening to enter into the very presence of Almighty God. I am so thankful this evening that whatever I have in mind for this service, whatever my imagination can conceive, it's far short of what You're wanting to do here in our midst tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to open our eyes. Help us to expand our vision tonight, I pray, to believe You for greater things, to believe You for more miraculous things, more wondrous things. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are an infinite God. You are the Almighty Savior, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords. There is no one like You, O God, not in all the earth, not in all of creation. You alone sit upon the throne. Hallelujah, Jesus. We magnify You. We worship and we praise our Creator. Hallelujah, Jesus. You alone are worthy of worship. You alone are worthy of all praise. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus, for all that You have in store for us this evening. Thank You, Jesus, for that You've already done here tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Our hope and our faith and our trust and our confidence is in the Lord our God tonight and in You alone. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus, for the ministration of Your Spirit here. The manifestation of Your presence in this place tonight. Thank You, Jesus, for this opportunity. Thank You, Jesus, for what You're about to give. Thank You, Jesus. We give You glory. We worship and we praise You. Thank You, thank You, thank You. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve. What a faithful God we serve tonight. He is altogether faithful to us. And that faithfulness is not predicated on us, but it's predicated on His character. Praise God. We have been unfaithful, but He remains altogether faithful. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen, amen. God bless you. Thank you for entertaining the presence of God. You can be seated for a moment. Praise God. Before we begin our service this evening, uh, one quick announcement, but probably important. August 2nd, that's a Tuesday. Typically we have prayer here on Tuesday evenings. On August 2nd, we are going to switch that up. Uh, Brother Booker, our district superintendent, will be ministering to us on, on Tuesday, August 2nd. Amen. He's got an impossible schedule, and we got him on a Tuesday. So I, I said, yes, <laughs> we'll take it. Amen. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, we will not have uh, prayer or service on Wednesday night then. Uh, our service will be canceled on Wednesday. We'll move that to Tuesday, August 2nd. Typical 6.30 prayer, 7 o'clock service. Amen. But tonight, 
We have a very special guest with us. Brother Mike Schmelzer is here from Winona, Minnesota. He's been pastoring there for many years. God is doing wondrous things in Minnesota, generally, Winona particularly. Amen. Praise God. How many are excited about what God's going to do here tonight? Why? It's just a Wednesday service. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah. You should have an answer for that. You should have been a little bit upset by that question. That's good. Amen. Because God is going to do wondrous things here tonight. Not because Brother Smells is here, not because you or I are here, but because Jesus Christ is here. Amen. Praise God. Let's all stand. And while Brother Smelzer comes to the pulpit to minister to us this evening, let's lift our hands again and our voices to the Lord our God and thank Him for what He's about to do here this evening. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother God. Lord bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our praise. Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. It's good to be here tonight. You may be seated. It is such an honor to be here tonight. And uh, I have always appreciated the ministry uh, from this church. Uh, Brother Bell and Sister Bell, going back when uh, we first came to Minnesota, uh, they were pastoring here, and and uh, Brother and Sister Bell had uh, such a uh, spirit of uh, uh, friendship and hospitality. And then, of course, Brother and Sister Parker, oh my goodness, uh, it's almost like they just came right in with that same hospitable, loving uh, personality and character and love for the Lord and and uh, and it, of course it's just it's just amazing you can feel that here and now even with the Beckers and uh, what an honor and privilege it is to be here tonight and I do count it a tremendous privilege to be here tonight and uh, to minister to you folks and uh, it is so good there's so many things on my heart and my mind to say uh, but I feel like I want to cover uh, an area that uh, we really need in our society and in our world today. And that is for us to get out and share the gospel. Amen. And so um, we want to reach the world. And we know that the Lord expects us to reach our world. And so I want to cover some things tonight. And... Uh, the Bible study, I'm going to do a Bible study. I, I actually feel like I teach better than I preach. Maybe I shouldn't have said that because after tonight you might say, well, he didn't do a good job pre- teaching either. He must be a really bad preacher. <laughs> but, uh, but I'll do my best. You know, one of the parting words, really the, the main parting words of the Lord was that we would reach our world. Go into the world and preach the gospel and reach. And I'm telling you what, if you, if you haven't noticed, uh, our world is, our country, our world is upside down. 
And uh, if if the world ever needed to hear something positive, it's now. It's now. And so, you know, I, 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 I'm going to teach tonight on the power of our testimony. And if I can even just help one person tonight, I, I feel like I'm amongst people that you love to share the gospel, you love to get out and talk to people about the Lord, and you like to get out and talk about what the Lord has done in your life. But if I could even just help one person tonight, I feel like I've been successful. Because a lot of times we don't understand that we have a testimony. Not just the pastor, not just the ministers, not just, you know, all of us. And that's what I want to help us to understand tonight is that every one of us has a powerful testimony. And so when the Lord saves us, He expects us to work the field. He expects us to get out and 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 reach for the, the lost. There was a, a tongues and interpretation message some years ago, several years ago now. And, of course, if this was what the Lord felt back several years ago, just imagine what He feels now. But the tongues interpretation message at the General Conference, no, it was actually because of the times in, in uh, Louisiana, Alexandria, Louisiana. The Lord spoke and He said, my, my bride, my precious bride, you are never more beautiful to me than when you're working in the field. And, uh, and the Lord saves us not just so that we can be saved, not just so that we can have a personal relationship with Him, but so that we can lead other people to that relationship. And that's, and that's our, our job. That's our responsibility. And, and the one thing I want us to understand tonight is that there's power in your testimony. And so tonight, as I teach, um, I'm going to come across some questions, and I'm going to open it up for some discussion. This is one of those Bible studies that I feel that it's good for, that we share and open up some ideas. And if you're really bashful, don't you know? Maybe wait for a couple other people to to, to speak up. But if you if you feel like you can impart something here tonight as we're going through, please feel free. And then there may be some questions that I'll say, you know, just think about this question. We don't necessarily need to talk about it, but we can think about it and how it would apply to our to our lives. So we're going to start this off by looking at how the Apostle Paul shared his testimony. And uh, hopefully you can read that. This may read a little bit different than your Bible if you have the King James. This is the ESV. It's just a little bit easier to understand um, in, my, in my view, my opinion. But here's Paul speaking in Acts chapter 26, verses 4 through 7. He said, My manner of life from my youth. Now he's actually sharing his testimony. He says, My manner of, of life from my youth, spent from the beginning among my own nation and in Israel, or in Jerusalem, is known by all the Jews. They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that according to the strictest party of our religion, I have lived as a Pharisee, and, I, and now I stand here on trial because, look at what he says here, because of my hope in the promise made by God to our fathers, to which our twelve tribes hope to attain. 
as they earnestly worship night and day, and for this hope I am accused by Jews, O king. So notice what's happening here in these verses of Scripture. First of all, uh, we're going to try to dissect this a little bit and see what's going on. First of all, he makes a, a, he's trying to make a connection to the people that are listening to him. That's number one when you're sharing your testimony. You want to try to build a bridge. And we see the, the Apostle Paul was just magnificent at this, building that bridge. He begins with his youth, and he describes why he should be listened to. He, he kind of he puts his, his resume out there, if you will. So he says, this is why you would want to listen to me. I, I've lived by the strictest sect of, my, of our religion. He says he's a Jew to the strictest party. He says, there are those who know about his life and can testify on his behalf if they will. In other words, I've got people that will testify that will tell you what I'm, what I'm telling you about myself is true. He's building that bridge. His comments are adding power to his testimony by describing his life. Now, now he says that he has found, and this is what is interesting because we feel like we found something, haven't we? We found something. Hallelujah. He says he's found what they are earnestly seeking. Look what he says. He says, because of my hope in the promise made by God to our fathers, to which our twelve tribes hope to attain. In other words, I found it. They're still looking. I'm trying to lead them to the hope that I've found that they're earnestly seeking for. But yet they haven't seen it. And that's why I'm on trial. But you see, he understands something. He says, they're trying, they're earnestly seeking for it. But he says, I've found it. You ever feel that way? You ever feel like, oh, if I could just help people to understand what I've found. I've tried so many things in my life to try to satisfy that emptiness inside, and I've found it. And, and you try to share it with people, and what do they do? Sometimes they, sometimes they shut you off, but other times they, they, they earnestly want to hear what you've got to say. Thank God somebody took the time to share it with us. <laughs> Amen. So Paul's on trial for trying to lead the Jews to see what they're earnestly seeking. And we can see it in the lives of so many people that we come into contact with. They're, they're trying alcohol. They're trying drugs. They're trying all kinds of things to try to satisfy. We, many of us, were in that same situation. And we have a testimony. And we want to share it with others. So then in uh, Acts 26, verses 24 through 29, this I find so helpful to, for us to look at to determine how can I be a more effective witness? How, how, can, um, how can we be more effective in sharing our testimony? So look at this. It says, 
And as he was saying these things, he's he's sharing his testimony, he's saying these things in his defense, Festus says with a loud voice, you ever been talking with somebody and they just start yelling at you? Because they don't want to hear what you've got to say? Well, this was the situation. How do you deal with it? Do you come back swinging? Look at how the Apostle Paul handled it. Festus says with a loud voice, and I've been accused. I, I remember when I first started hearing about speaking in tongues. You understand, I wasn't raised in, 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 in Pentecost. I was raised in a denominal church. When I heard about the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues, I, man, I wanted it. I was like, I, I got to have this. And I was telling this one fellow one time, I said, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. He says, what's that? I said, I don't know. I haven't had it. I don't, haven't gotten it yet, but I'm going to speak in tongues. What's speaking in tongues? Well, it's speaking another language you've never learned before. He says, friend, you better watch it because they're going to put you in a nut house. Well, this does sound kind of crazy to people that are in the world, right? And this is kind of what Festus was, was thinking. Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you're out of your mind. Now, since he said it with a loud voice, I don't want to scream too loud in here. Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. You know, sometimes when you're sharing your testimony, the devil will try to try to put you on the defense. When you're on the defense, you lose you lose kind of control. Don't go on the defense. So was was Festus argumentative? Was he harsh? Well, you know, when you're sharing your testimony, sometimes you're going to run into people that are just unreasonable. How do you handle it? Well, look at how Paul handled it. Paul said, I'm not out of my mind. Most excellent Festus. Soft word. Festus is trying to get Paul on edge. And Paul said, no, I'm not. I, I can imagine Paul being a soft, saying very soft, well, no, I'm not. Most excellent Festus. And he wasn't just flattering. He was, what was he trying to do? He was trying to soften the situation. He was trying to connect. He was trying to build that bridge. He was trying to make his testimony more powerful. Again, I'm just trying to help us tonight. We've got a job to do. How many of you here tonight would love to see every every pew filled? Hallelujah. I'd love to have every seat in Winona filled. We have a responsibility and we all we all do. We've got to build a bridge. He says, but I, I'm speaking. Now, notice, but Paul's not arrogant. He's not rude in return. When the devil, see, the devil is in a lot of times in, in control of people's lives, and you're trying to witness to them, and they're, and, and they're hearing voices to come at you, but it's not from God. It's of the devil. So we just need to, we need to come back with peace, quietness, and control. 
He said, I'm speaking true and rational words for the king. <laughs> king Agrippa's sitting here. He's, he's going to pull King, king Agrippa. He's looking for common ground. That's another C. We've got to find common ground. You know, it's so easy. We're apostolic. We know things other people don't know. Ever just put your... Well, you don't know the Bible like I know the Bible. Find common ground. Find that common ground. You know, there's a lot of areas where we we believe the same. There's there's common ground. So Paul reaches out. He says, for the king knows about these things. Paul, he says, to him I'll speak boldly. For I am persuaded, look at his language, for I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice, for this has not been done in a corner. Now just imagine if you're King Agrippa. (laughs) He's kind of on the spot. Paul's saying he he knows about these things, it's not been done in a corner, so what's what's King Agrippa going to say? He can't say, well, actually I don't know anything about it. That would be embarrassing. So he said, I'm persuaded none of these things have escaped your notice, for, for this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you, do you believe the prophets? And look at this. He says, I know you believe. He's talking in affirmative language, building that bridge. I know you believe. Again, Paul's establishing that common ground. Agrippa says to Paul, in a short time, would you persuade me? This is, this is Agrippa now trying to pull, pull back. Agrippa says, Paul, in a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? Paul said, and look at this from his heart. And this is where we need that compassion and love for people. Every single person that we meet is going to spend eternity somewhere. And we can see Paul's heart. He, Whether short or long, I would to God, not only you be also, all who hear me this day might become as I am except for these chains. He just he just lays it out. I've found what everyone that doesn't have it is looking for, and I wish you had what I had. Oh, if 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 there's one thing we need is 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 a passion for what we have. That's actually key number one. So testimonies are a powerful thing in trials. Um. The outcome of someone charged with a crime, if you think about it, what's the first thing the police do when there's a crime? Did you see it? Or an accident? What are they looking? They're looking for somebody that witnessed it so they can give testimony. Did you see what happened? Were you there? Did you see it? Sometimes the outcome of a person's life, whether they go to jail or not, is based upon people that can give testimony. Products are often purchased based upon what? People's testimony. You, how many in here purchase stuff online? Do you read the reviews? Do you go to the one-star reviews first? That's what I do. I want I want to see, hey, is there a problem with this product before I buy it? <laughs> Amen. 
I, I, I don't believe very much what Charles Swindle talks about, but he does give a pretty good quote here. Time-honored, effective method of evangelism is your personal testimony. Just by telling someone about your spiritual journey, the skeptic may deny your doctrine or attack your church, but he cannot honestly ignore the fact that your life has been changed and revolutionized. Isn't that the truth? Amen. It's okay if I take my coat off. Praise God. So the power of a person's experience surpasses that of another's opinion every single time. It doesn't matter what people think their opinion. If you have an experience, your experience outperforms their opinion. Amen. Your testimony is powerful. We're not merely arguing our opinions. We're telling what happened to us. We have a story about how God touched us and what He's done in our lives. And every single person in here, your story is a little bit different than mine. In fact, every person in here, your story is probably a little bit unique. It's our story. It's what we've experienced, and people cannot deny it. And for that reason alone, we should we should uh, prepare our testimony to share it with people. Amen. Amen. We want to tell people what God's done in our lives. It, it may mean uh, uh, our, our personal salvation about what God has done for us. Amen. You may think that you don't have. And I've, I've heard people say, well, you know, if, if, if God has done for me what he's done for you, then I'd, I'd have something to talk about. But God has done something for you. And if he's ever done something, if he's touched you, if he's ever done anything spectacular, if that's spectacular. And that's what I want. I want. If there's anybody here tonight you feel like, well, you know, God's not done a whole lot for me in my life, and and I, I've not, I've never been a real bad sinner. Man, be thankful of the times that He's kept you from sin. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So our lives are a series of events. They include excitement, pain, sorrow, success, and failure. But once we're born again, we can see the hand of God, can't we? We can look back and see how the hand of God has led us and directed us and, and brought us to the place of where He can touch us. And throughout every season of our life, we have testimonies to share and how the Lord's blessed and how He's opened doors and led us and his strength that brought us through situations in our lives. And I remember back when our, our son was just uh, about six weeks old. He died. It was one of the most horrible times of my life. But the doctors were able to revive him. And you wonder, why in the world would God allow me to go through that? But I can see the hand of God, Brother Becker. Leading me through that, giving us strength. So every believer has a personal story to share with others. And, I, and this is where I'm going to open up a question, that we can share some things. What elements of your life could be shared as positive encouragement to others? As I just said, 
my wife and I went through something with our, our second child just dying and being, being brought back. When I looked at my son, he was blue. But if I see somebody else going through that same situation, I can, I can encourage them. I can help them. Anybody else have a story like that? Don't be bashful. This is where that you could maybe, have you gone through something? Have you been through something in your life? Anybody? Go ahead, brother. All right. So you can relate to people. Yeah. Yeah. So that and that and that's the bridge. Yeah. Anybody else? That's good. See, now his testimony, see, I've never been in the military. Somebody that's going through something and maybe some experiences in the military that's been hard, and you can relate. I know Brother Parker, you, same way. You know, you've experienced some things in the military. Anybody else? You've been through some things, sister? Yeah, yeah. Unique things. Yeah. And see, what what I'm hoping this will do is get us thinking about things in our life. And maybe when you get into a conversation with somebody and they start mentioning with sister in the back, say one of their children is autistic. Then you can build that bridge immediately. Somebody that's in the military, you can build that bridge. Amen. Paul had a powerful testimony, and he loved to share it. And what I want to help you tonight, every one of us, you have a powerful testimony. I don't care who you are. Because if, if the Lord's ever done anything in your life, and we know he has, that's amazing. It's amazing. Hallelujah. And we want to be used. To, like Paul said, oh, they're earnestly seeking for it. I found it. And I'm just trying to help them to find it too. So how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to share our testimony. Praise the Lord. So Paul shared his testimony every single opportunity that he had. Uh, I, I'm told that uh, uh, his, history says that, that that Paul, whenever he was in prison, they had to keep changing his prison guards all the time because he'd be converting them so fast. He'd get a prison guard, he'd be talking about Jesus. Say, oh, well, we've got to get a different prison guard. This one's praying in there with Paul now. Oh, Lord Jesus, give us that, give us that passion for souls. 
give us a, give us a, you know, when, when you, when you lead somebody to Christ, it's probably why the Apostle Paul, he was just addicted to, to winning the loss. When, when you lead someone to the Lord and you see them getting baptized and you know that you were instrumental, the Lord used you to, to bring that person in and you see them getting baptized in Jesus' name. Oh, it's almost like you're in the water for the first time too. And you see them praying and you see them speaking in tongues. It's, woo! It's just like you're getting it the first time all over again. There is a connection. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? There's nothing like being saved. But I'd say number two right up there with it is when you're used to, by the Lord and instrumental to bring somebody else to the Lord. Hallelujah. Man. So Paul is sharing his testimony in our text with King Agrippa. Jesus made it clear that his disciples would stand before kings and rulers and that they would share their testimony for his name. Luke chapter 20, 21 verses 12 and 13. He said, but before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogue and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. Look at this. He said, this will be your opportunity to bear witness. I believe that there, there's going to come times where we don't really know what persecution is too much in America yet. But it's very possible that we could be facing a lot of persecution in the very near future. And how we handle it is really going to make the difference to a lot of people. Do you know the Apostle Paul held the garments of the people that stoned Stephen? And I don't believe that ever left him. That changed that man's life. That led him to the point where when Jesus knocked him off his horse and onto the ground on on the road to Damascus, that he was open to hear the Lord. Because something, I believe, happened when he saw Stephen being stoned and and Stephen not rebuking, not, not yelling, not charging, but... Jesus say not this charge. Amen. Lee Stone King. Y'all know who Lee Stone King is? I think he was dead for like 45 minutes. You know, you don't just come back to life after 45 minutes. Your blood is coagulated. and I don't know if rigor mortis has already started to set in a little bit. But, you know, when you're, when you're dead 45 minutes and you come back to life and... And doctors say there's not even any sign that you've ever even had a heart attack. But he was able to share his testimony at the United Nations. You know, the book of Acts is still being written. There is no ending on the book of Acts. It just stops. Well, it doesn't. It just stops in the Bible, but it's still being written. I, I believe that, that that book is the book of Acts still being written, and and and, and Lee Stone King's in there. <laughs> but but let me just help you, because some of you may be here tonight thinking, well, that's Lee Stone King. He died, and he came. He was dead for forty five minutes. He's got a testimony. 
I wasn't dead for 45 minutes. I don't have that testimony. Let me just tell you something tonight. If you've been baptized in the blood of Jesus, in the water, in the name of Jesus Christ, His blood has washed you. If you've been filled with His Spirit, let me just tell us tonight. We've been raised spiritually from the dead. We have a testimony. Hallelujah. Praise God. The devil likes to try to whisper in our ear, oh, you ain't got nothing. Devil, you're a liar. You are a liar. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, if you've been washed in the blood, woo, if you've been filled, filled with the Spirit, but you have been raised from the dead. Praise God. So every believer has a unique story. We've heard a couple military and autism in the family. So even people who have been raised in the church, and this is where I hear people, well, I was raised in church. I never did sin, so I really don't have testimony. Are you kidding me? Let me tell you, if you're here tonight and you've been raised in the church and you've never been out in the world, you've never sinned, you've got a better testimony than the person that was out in the world. And because God kept you from that. That is a testimony. You think, you think the people that, and you can relate to the people that hadn't been in, in, in a lot of filth and, and mire of the world. You can relate to those people because they don't think that, like the person that's been in the filth and the mire of the world. You have a testimony. You have a testimony of how God's kept you. Hallelujah. Anybody here been raised in the church? How many people have been raised in church? Raise your hand. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Every story of a life redeemed from sin is exciting, interesting, profound. Different testimonies can impact certain individuals. See, my testimony can impact people differently than than I, I don't have autism in my family. My son is in the military, so I have some knowledge of that. But my testimony can impact some people where yours can impact people, but folks, we've got to re- reach people. People who are unaffected by one person's testimony can be affected by another person's testimony. We all have different stories to tell. Our testimonies have tremendous power to lead individuals towards salvation. The devil would love to zip our lip. And I'm just saying tonight, oh, in the name of Jesus, we've got a powerful testimony. Every single one of us, we have a responsibility. Um, there's a woman that I know. She uh, Is there a prison ministry? Brother, Brother Parker, do you, are you involved in prison? Is there a prison ministry involved in this church? So... Um, I, know, I know a woman. She she's an ex-convict, and she's involved in prison ministry. See, she's got something in her life that people, when she goes into the prison, she can relate because she was she's been in the prison. I'd go in there and I'd want to. I'd be like, I mean, it might, might take me a little while to feel comfortable in the prison because I've never been there. You understand what I'm saying? That experience. So, so let's let's open up again. Are there any unique elements about your salvation testimony that might pique the interest of others? 
is there some 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 way that God you feel like the Lord reached you in your life maybe different than other people? Is there something unique about how God reached down for you? Anybody? I mean, I'll, I'll just I'll just tell you about my life a little bit. My father was an alcoholic. I was the youngest of four boys, and uh, it was really a very dysfunctional home. And uh, my father got drunk, which was about two to three times a week. He'd come home, and he wasn't one of those happy-go-lucky people. He was a very violent man whenever he was drunk. And uh, when I was 18 years old, I was the youngest, like I said, of four boys. And and my mother, she had finally had enough, and she she got an attorney, and she was going to uh, divorce my dad. And right at that time, I lost my job because it was 1979, the Great Recession. I was driving around the brand new black Trans Am with T tops. 18-year-old, had a nice job, a fancy car, lost my job because of layoffs, had to sell sell my car. My parents were getting divorced. I went from a black Trans Am to an old brown beat-up station wagon overnight. So what was the Lord doing? See, when you get saved, you can look back and you can see the hand of God in your life. And that was when the Lord put a young man in my life and brought me to church at 3 o'clock in the morning. No preacher, no singing. Just this presence of God. And I repented of my sins and I felt the chains of the bondage of sin falling from my life. My mother started asking me about, oh, you gotta, you got to hear this. So I had hair down, down past my shoulders, handlebar mustache, and uh, Harley Davidson patch on my back. You know, the kind of person I was. And, uh, well, when the Lord got a hold of me, I got a haircut, shaved my mustache, and I walked in like this into the house. Hi, Ma. I thought she'd say, oh, wonderful, what happened to you? That's not what she said. She said, oh, no, you're not going to be one of those kind of people, are you? I said, oh, Mom, you got to hear about it. Well, my mother ended up coming to church and getting the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And she called the attorney and she said, I'm canceling that divorce because I've I've found what I've been looking for. Praise God. You know what? And I can reach people that have similar situations. I can talk to people that are having marital issues because I grew up with that. I saw that with my mother and my father. What about anybody here? You got any, any kind of a story? I don't want to take a lot to Brother Parker.
Praise God. You know, he's real. God is real. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I'll tell you one other thing about that story, about my, about my parents. So my dad stopped drinking. He, he, he never really, he just passed on the 2nd of July this, this year. He just, I just lost my dad, but um, he never really, really got to know the Lord like I know him. But he, he did stop drinking, and my parents were married. They, they never did get divorced. I lost my mother last October, but, um, but they were married almost 74 years. Isn't God great? He's real. I've got a testimony. Folks, you've got a testimony as well. So that's just a question then to think about. You know, uh, unique elements about your story of salvation, of how the the Lord has reached you. So Paul testified in Acts 26 that we should share our testimony with every single person that we can, every person we have the ability to share. Everyone deserves to hear your story. Amen. 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 So we should share our testimony for several reasons. Number one, if you're taking notes, you want to make, maybe jot this down. Why you should share your testimony for several reasons. Number one, to keep the salvation experience of your life fresh. See, it just helped me to keep my story fresh by sharing it again with you. Every time that you share your testimony message, you're going to make it fresh again in your life. Amen. Keep it fresh. Number two, as a means of leading others to salvation, you're going to share your testimony so other people can be saved. If they don't hear your message, you know, if, if the devil could just shut the church up. Do you, re, do you realize, how many people have understood we're in a cancel culture right now? The devil would like to cancel truth. He would like to cancel anything that's going to help people. Because he is only out to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Number three, as a source of strength and encouragement to others. Because you know what? In addition to the Lord saving you and bringing you out of sin, there's many areas of your life where he's, he's done miraculous things. And what he's done for you, he wants to do for other people. Now, I'm going to share something right now that's really deep. And uh, if you don't get anything else that I've said tonight, I want you to get this. If you haven't written down anything else, write this down. Or take, take note to memorize this. Get it in your heart, your mind. It's not really that deep, but, uh, you know. But it is deep. The more that you share your testimony with people, the more likely you are to lead a person to Christ. Isn't that deep? Now let me tell you, has anybody ever heard that little voice says, they don't want to hear what you've got to say. Anybody ever heard that? Now you think that's the Lord telling you that? I, I, I probably should have said, has anybody not heard that? Because we all have heard that. We all have got the feeling that people really don't want to hear about Jesus, and that is a lie. Now there are some people that, maybe don't want to hear about Jesus. But there's a lot of people that don't, they don't even know where to find. They have no, no, when I was 18 years old, I didn't even know where to buy a Bible. But I wanted one so bad. 
I was so hungry. Here's something. Our testimony, and I'll be done here in just a little bit. Our testimony should not end with the conversation conversion experience, but should also include the ways in which the Lord has worked in our lives to prepare us for his service. You see, the Lord has done so much in our lives. Yes, he started with salvation. He started with bringing us to the cross and us being born again. And oh, what an experience. But oh, how many times has he opened doors of opportunity? How many times has he blessed us financially? How many times has he healed us? Anybody ever been healed here tonight? Anybody ever had a financial blessing? Anybody ever had a door of opportunity opened up to you that you just knew it was the Lord? Why don't we talk about that? The people, why don't we share that with people? Hallelujah. Let me tell you about my Savior. He washed me. He cleansed me. But oh, He's blessed me. Beyond measure. He's given me opportunities. He's led me. He's guided me. When we seek Him first and He does things in our lives and then we can share it with other people and let them know what an awesome God that we serve. Your testimony could include how He brought you through the tough time in your life as His loss or severe illness. Built our faith through our, that experience, and I had I had a, uh, I was in one of the homes of our saints, and uh, and and uh, as I was leaving, I said, "Let's pray together." And and I, I said, "Is there anything you you folks would like me to pray about before we leave?" And 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 the sister said, "Pastor, would you pray that God would help us to trust Him more?" Be careful. I prayed it. She asked me to pray it. The very next service, I walked in. I'm walking down. And she's sitting about where Brother Parker was sitting about halfway down. And she's just, <laughs> I'm bawling. And I stopped. And, of course, I was getting ready to get up there and teach. And I said, Sister, what's wrong? I just lost my job. I got up and I sat in the front about where brothers, I was sitting in the front pew and I said, oh dear Lord Jesus, give me wisdom. Help me. And the Lord spoke to me. The Lord spoke to me. He said, I'm answering your prayer for them. I am going. I couldn't wait for service to get over. I was so excited. He said, "I'm answering their prayer. They're going to trust me more through this." And I couldn't wait. Ooh. Service got over. I said, "Hey, sit down. God spoke to me. Everything's going to be all right." You know what she did? Where are you coming from? Is about right. I said, everything's going to be all right. God spoke to me. I don't know what he's going to do, but it's going to be all right. You know, the next service she came in and she's all. 
I said, what's going on? He's like, I got my job back. But this time I'm not just part-time, I'm full-time. Hallelujah. What did God do? He taught her how to trust. <laughs> this, 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 this sister, I'll tell you, she said she was really down. She had a daughter that was into opioids, and she would, and this 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 mother, she would just be so down. And 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 she prayed, she and she prayed, and she said, "Lord, I just, I just need you to let me know that you care about me." Anybody ever feel that way? And she prayed that prayer. Do you know you have a God that hears your prayer? And he answers prayer for you, not just for you, but so that you can share how he's answered those prayers with others. To give confidence to people that don't know him so that they can learn how to have a relationship with him like you do. So she prayed and she said, oh God, I just need to know that you care. And out of the blue, she didn't put that prayer on a billboard at work. But out of the blue, the next day when she went to work, one of her co-workers, who's not even an apostolic, just one of her co-workers, she said, I felt like just putting something together for you. And she handed her a basket. I'm going to tell you how faithful of a God that we have. She looked and said in the basket, and there was some cookies and a card. You want to know what was in the card? A verse of Scripture. And the Scripture said, Casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. When God does things like that in your life, it's not just for you. It is for you, but it's not just for you. We have a testimony. And there's power in our testimony just so many things that we can share with the world about what He's done in our lives. How He's healed us. How He's touched us. How He's opened doors. How He's blessed us. How He's proven Himself and His power to us time and time and time and time and time again. And we're living in a world that's so confused and so upside down we don't even know how to define a woman anymore. No, we do. I'm sorry, I hope I didn't open up a can of worms with that, but Lord, help us. So Paul had an overwhelming burden and a desire, and that's what I pray that we grasp tonight, a burden. He used his testimony of how God had saved him personally and helped, helped him through uncertain times. He was planting seeds of faith with people to help them to understand that what God had done for him, he wanted and desired to do for them as well. Hallelujah. Everyone should hear our testimony. Again, the more people you tell your testimony to, the more of an opportunity and a chance that you're going to lead somebody to the Lord. It's so difficult for me to Imagine somebody discovering the cure for cancer. 
and keeping that as a secret. Or heart disease and keeping that as a secret. But folks, we've got the greatest cure in the whole world, better than the cure for cancer, better than the cure for heart disease. We got the we got the cure for sin disease. The blood of Jesus Christ. So here's just a couple questions as I close tonight for you to maybe think about. We won't open this up for discussion, but think about these things. What are what are some reasons the person might not want to share their testimony with somebody? Maybe we could even expound on that and say, how has the devil kept you silent if he has? Tell it on a mountain. The next question is this. How can we maximize our opportunity to share our testimony with the world? We've got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We must be sensitive to the Lord. I, uh, I really believe that that's, that's, that's key. We've got to be sensitive to the Lord. I, uh, I was at AutoZone in Winona one day. The Lord spoke to me and he said, talk to this young man. I was having a problem with my car and he was leaning inside of my car up under the, the dashboard, plugging in a, a diagnostic tool. And I said, have you ever had a desire to learn more about the Word of God? And folks, he dropped his tools. He dropped his tools. And he looked at me like that deer in the headlights kind of look. And he said, yes, I just prayed last night that God would send me someone. Lord knows where they're at. We've got a testimony, folks. It's powerful. Brother Becker, I'll turn it back over to you. Don't be afraid to share your testimony, folks. It's powerful. It's powerful. Listen to the voice of the Lord. Let Him lead you and guide you. In Jesus' name, we've got a world to reach. We've got some shoes to fill. Amen. Teach the Winona. God bless you tonight. Thank you for having me. Let's worship Jesus for just a moment, can we? Thank you, Jesus, for what you've shown us tonight. Thank you, Lord, for what we've received. We become responsible for everything that you give us. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that we would take this and run with it, that you would instill us, instill in us a fervency, a passion, a zeal for the things of God, for the work of God. Help us to see people as you see them. Help us to feel after them as you do to be touched with the feeling of their infirmities, not just ours. Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray, O God, that we would become effectual in serving You. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus, that You sent someone to us to speak with us, to minister to us. Thank You, Jesus, that You gave them a burden to share the Gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray, God, that we would speak, that we would, that we would uh, move, that we would, that we would do everything that we can in you to reach this world for you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. The Bible says that we are commissioned to do exactly that. We are commissioned. We have authority to do that. We have power to do that. The Bible says at the end of uh, Mark 16 that uh, the Lord is working with us and confirming His Word with signs following. That we are partnering. He is partnering with us. We with Him. We're not doing this alone. Don't think when you're sharing your testimony that you're out there all by yourself. The Lord is with you. And He's working with you. Speaking through you. Amen. If you've ever had that experience where you just the words just start coming out. And it's exactly what that person needed to hear. It's a it's an awesome thing. And you know it's not you. It's God. Praise God. However we feel, I mean, you know, we, we certainly have a burden for our, our family members, the, the, the people that we love. As much as you love them, God loves them so many times more. He does. He loves all of us. And it's His desire to reach all of them. He died for everyone. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, Brother Smelzer. That was an awesome, awesome... That's what we needed to hear. That's what we needed to hear. Amen. Praise God. Let's all stand in closing. The two reasons for us being here, the two purposes for the church of God is to seek and to save that which was lost and to perfect the saints. Amen. We certainly need both, but there are no saints to perfect if the Lord isn't using us to seek and to save that which was lost. It's kind of like salvation. Salvation is an awesome event, but that's just the beginning. We have a whole lifetime of growth and, and maturing after that, becoming Christ-like. <clears throat> Amen. This is real, folks. This is real. People are heading, they're being cast headfirst into eternity. They need to hear this. They deserve to hear this. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, help us, I pray. Help us to fulfill the Great Commission. Help us to, to fulfill the, the, the reason that we're still here on earth. You didn't save us just to be comfy. You didn't save us just to, to pour out blessings on someone. You saved us so that you can use us to reach others. So that you can use them to reach others. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus, to get to a place in You where that is our first goal. To serve You with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. To submit ourselves to You in every area of our lives. To be comfortable listening for the voice of God. To receiving direction from You, directly from You. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, I pray, to give ourselves wholly and completely to You. 
I pray, Lord, that you would bless the people of God, that you would bless those within the sound of my voice. I pronounce a blessing upon this congregation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that you would protect us as we go our separate ways, that you would bring us back to the, at the day appointed. And all these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you so very much for being here this evening. Thank you so much, Brother Smelzer, for ministering to us tonight. Amen. Make sure to greet Brother Smelzer. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed.